chapter two of imperium in imperio by sutton griggs this librivox recording is in the public domain the school the house in which the colored school was held was in former times a house of worship for the white baptists of winchester it was a long plain frame structure painted white many years prior to the opening of the colored school it had been condemned as unsafe by the town authorities whereupon the white baptists had abandoned it for a more beautiful modern structure the church tendered the use of the building to the town for a public school for the colored children the roof was patched and iron rods were used to hold together the twisting walls these improvements being made school was in due time opened the building was located on the outskirts of the town and a large open field surrounded it on all sides as mrs piedmont and her son drew near to this building the teacher was standing on the doorsteps ringing his little hand-bell calling the children in from their recess they came running at full speed helter-skelter by the time they were all in mrs piedmont and belton had arrived at the step when mr leonard saw them about to enter the building an angry scowl passed over his face and he muttered half aloud another black nigger brat for me to teach the steps were about four feet high and he was standing on the top step to emphasize his disgust he drew back so that mrs piedmont would pass him with no danger of brushing him he drew back rather too far and began falling off the end of the steps he clutched at the door and made such a scrambling noise that the children turned in their seats just in time to see his body rapidly disappearing in a manner to leave his feet where his head ought to be such a yell of laughter as went up from the throats of the children it had in it a universal spontaneous ring of savage delight which plainly told that the teacher was not beloved by his pupils the back of the teacher's head struck the edge of a stone and when he clambered up from his rather undignified position his back was covered with blood deep silence reigned in the schoolroom as he walked down the aisle glaring fiercely right and left getting his hat he left the schoolroom and went to a nearby drugstore to have his wounds dressed while he was gone the children took charge of the schoolroom and played pranks of every description abe lincoln took the teacher's chair and played fesser sally ann ain't you got wax in your mouth yes sah then take dis stick and prop your mouth open for half hour dat'll teach you a lesson billy smith you didn't know your lesson says teacher abe you may stand on one leg de balance of de evenin henry jones you sass de white boy to-day pull off your jacket i'll gib you a lesson dat you'll never forget soon never buck up to your spurious john jones you're black nappy head rascal i'll crack your skull if you don't keep quiet come yer you black cross-eyed little wench yer i'll teach you to go to sleep in here annie moore was the little girl thus addressed after each sally from abe 
there was a hearty roar of laughter he imitated the absent teacher so perfectly in look voice manner sentiment and method of punishment taking down the cowhide used for flogging purposes abe left his seat and was passing to and fro pretending to flog those who most frequently fell heir to the teacher's wrath while he was doing this billy smith stealthily crept to the teacher's chair and placed a crooked pin in it in order to catch abe when he returned to sit down before abe had gone much further the teacher's face appeared at the door and all scrambled to get into their right places and to assume studious attitudes billy smith thought of his crooked pin and had the cold sweats those who had seen billy put the pin in the chair were torn between two conflicting emotions they wanted the pin to do its work and therefore hoped they feared billy's detection and therefore despaired however the teacher did not proceed at once to take his seat he approached mrs piedmont and belton who had taken seats midway the room and were interested spectators of all that had been going on speaking to mrs piedmont he said what is your name she replied hannah lisbeth piedmont well hannah what is your brat's name his name am belton piedmont arter his granddaddy well hannah i'm very pleased to receive your brat he shall not want for attention he added in a tone accompanied by a lurking look of hate that made mrs piedmont shudder and long to have her boy at home again her desire for his training was so great that she surmounted her misgivings and carried out her purposes to have him enrolled as the teacher was turning to go to his desk hearing a rustling noise toward the door he turned to look he was so to speak petrified with astonishment there stood on the threshold of the door a woman whose beauty was such as he had never seen surpassed she held a boy by the hand she was a mulatto woman tall and graceful her hair was raven black and was combed away from as beautiful a forehead as nature could chisel her eyes were a brown hazel large and intelligent tinged with a slight look of melancholy her complexion was a rich olive and seemed especially adapted to her face that revealed not a flaw the teacher quickly pulled off his hat which he had not up to that time removed since his return from the drug store as the lady moved up the aisle toward him he was taken with stage fright he recovered self-possession enough to escort her and the boy to the front and give them seats the whole school divided its attention between the beautiful woman and the discomfited teacher they had not known that he was so full of smiles and smirks what is your name he inquired in his most suave manner fairfax belgrave replied the visitor may i be of any service to you madam at the mention of the word madam she coloured slightly i desire to have my son enter your school and i trust that you may see your way clear to admit him most assuredly madam most assuredly saying this he hastened to his desk opened it and took out his register he then sat down but the next instant leaped several feet into the air knocking over his desk he danced around the floor reaching toward the rear of his pants yelling pull it out pull it out pull it out the children hid their faces behind their books and chuckled most gleefully billy smith was struck dumb with terror abe was rolling on the floor bellowing with uncontrollable laughter 
the teacher finally succeeded in extricating the offending steel and stood scratching his head in chagrin at the spectacle he had made of himself before his charming visitor he took an internal oath to get his revenge out of mrs piedmont and her son who had been the innocent means of his double downfall that day his desk was arranged in a proper manner and the teacher took his pen and wrote two names now famous the world over bernard belgrave aged nine years belton piedmont aged eight years under such circumstances belton began his school career End of chapter two